As a scripture lesson in the 11th chapter of the book of Acts, and there at the 19th verse. This is Acts 11:19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came, had seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord, for he was a good man and full of Numahagion and of faith, and much people were at, was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul, that is, Paul, when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. That's Acts eleven nineteen through 26. Let's have a little prayer. Our Father in heaven, we are truly thankful that we can be here today to study your word and to fellowship with those of like faith. We need you. We need the strength that we gain from your word, which we know is powerful in our lives. We do pray now that you would be with us in this study and help us to see who we are and where we are and where we're going. Help us to help others daily because we know that it is our lot in life as Christians. Take this service in charge, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You heard me use the word Christians. That's what I want to talk about this morning. I'm going to ask the question. I'll put it in the form of a question. Are we Christians? Here we see it, 11th chapter of Acts, 26th verse. The disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. This term is so loosely and uh, commonly used today, there are some of our people who say we should not use the word. I remember way back when in history when Israel invaded Lebanon. And day by day in the news it says, well, the Christians are shelling the Muslims today. Today the Muslims are shelling the Christians. But anyway, it was this using talking about the Christians bombing and shooting the Muslims and so on. And I just said, well, <clears throat> that word is being used in its general broad term. In fact, the United States is called a Christian country. And this may seem a little bit narrow-minded to some of you, but I was offered one of the new dollars, coins. They removed from In God We Trust from that coin. Did you know that? All of our money has In God We Trust, but not that one. They took it off. Some people don't want us to be a, a, a Christian nation, don't want us to have religion. I have a very good friend that 
is very big in the ACLU. And uh, they keep worrying about the so-called Establishment Clause. That is, that in the Constitution, that, that they do not establish a, a religion for the whole nation. Well, we don't believe in that. When our forefathers came here, they were all Church of England, and they took the people's taxes to pay the preacher and so forth. Well, I don't believe in that. Don't think most Americans do believe in that, but we we still believe in the freedom of religion to to worship God as we believe He orders. So I still say I like to use <coughs> the term a Christian nation until proved otherwise. And to me, it's a challenge that we do what uh, God wants us to. Another thing we see all the time, you see these world religious census figures that say there are X number of hundreds of millions of Christians and there are X number of hundreds of million Muslims and there's so many Buddhists and so many Hindus and so on down the line. So you see that it's just, it's just a general, it's a term that people use very, as I said, very loosely and very broadly. And another thing, we, we find that the people use it personally. I've had people say to me, well, he's such a wonderful Christian, or she's such a wonderful Christian. And what they're thinking about is their way of life and the fact that they help the poor and they build houses and they do this and that. And uh, so you see that it's, it's used many times even in such a personal way. So the thing that that I am bringing out here is that with... It used in so many ways, uh, should we use it? What, what do we understand by uh, the word Christian? And uh, I'm not asking the question, are we Christians to try to trap you or anything? I'm just trying to think about it and to study about it and see if we can come to an answer from the Bible. It is uh, true that the word Christian occurs in the Bible three times. And it's the Greek word Christianos. It's, in fact, when I looked it up, I said, well, it's pronounced just like you would Spanish. But the word itself is really a, a Romanized word. They took the, the Christian, they, they make it a Greek word, but it's really how the Romans would take Christ, Christ and make Christian out of it. The three times occurs is once where we read to you from Acts 11th chapter and 26th verse. Occurs again in the book of Acts in the 26th chapter. And this is during the times when Paul was being tried and uh, he appeared before governors and kings and all. And, and finally, you know, we, he appealed to Caesar as unto the Supreme Court. But in the 26th chapter, of Acts, the 28th verse, he appeared before Agrippa, and he, he really uh, talked very plain about his experience and about Jesus. And uh, Agrippa said, and this is Herod Agrippa, he's one of the Herods, and then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. So here you have the king he, first he told him, he said, much learning has made you mad, but then he said, almost thou persuadest me to be, be a Christian. I think that's uh, a wonderful statement, but this almost, I've, there are even songs been written about 
almost, but lost. I, I remember that. But anyway, uh, I just I want you to see the places where the word Christian occurs, and then we'll consider those. First Peter four sixteen is another. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. And those are the three places that the word Christian occurs uh, in the New Testament. Um, one of the things, in fact, if you take any book that is going to talk about the word Christian, most of them say that these, that this word was used by their enemies to describe them. In other words, if they say this is the only people that use this word were enemies. Oh, you're a Christian. And uh, it's using it in a bad, a bad sense. But I, I, don't, I don't think they sound that way. To me, to say the disciples, disciples, the followers of Jesus were called Christians. First in Antioch doesn't sound bad. And Agrippa's statement to Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian, that doesn't sound bad. And First uh, Peter 4 doesn't sound like enemies saying, if you suffer as a Christian, glorify God. Uh, that sounds to me like um, advice from someone who is trying to tell you how to live when you're persecuted for your stand and for your way of life. Under examination, I like to uh, dig apart Acts, the 11th chapter, and there at the 26th verse, the disciples were called Christian, called Christians. When you look up in the your lexicons, there are about 15 or 16 words translated called in the New Testament. Um, the commonest one is a word that actually just says call, kaleo. But this is not the word kaleo, which just means to call someone. This is a, a word that is used very little. It's krimatizo. It means to declare by an oracle. This is Young's Concordance. Hence, to be called that by God. And uh, the same word is translated warned in Hebrews 11.7 when it talks about Noah being warned of God, paired an ark. Well, who was he warned by? He was warned by God. Krimatzito by God. Called by God. Uh, to, uh, to build an ark. And uh, in fact, in, uh, it's, not an, it's not a man-given name, but, it's, uh, but uh, Bullinger in his little uh, lexicon said, it was named for one's calling or business. I think that's wonderful to say uh, the disciples were called Christians. They were called that for their calling or for their business. It's just said, just like Paul in Galatians talks about our vocation. That, that, that's talking about our business. And uh, it's very interesting in regard to English names. Good many English names that people have are based on their occupation. 
cook, baker, sawyer, farmer, smith, meaning blacksmith, and so on. They're just whatever, whatever they did for a, for a living, whatever their occupation was, that became their name. So to me, for a disciple to be called a Christian, that's wonderful. To be named Christian for your occupation, uh, for your calling, for your business. I want Christ to be my business. I want to be a Christian to be my business. To uh, th showing that it's important to me. And um, so I, I think it's wonderful to be called a Christian. Uh, and I go on into that, that one in uh, Acts 26 about <clears throat> Agrippa saying, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Well, to me, if Agrippa was saying there, well, you're a, you're a mad lunatic. He said, almost you persuadest me to be a mad lunatic. That doesn't make any sense. He's saying, almost you persuade me to become a disciple of Christ, to be a follower of Christ and a worker and one whose business is to follow Christ. So I really... Uh, be doubt that that the primary meaning of Christian is bad. It is for their enemies to be to be calling them Christians. In fact, uh, if you go into Strong's concordance, he just says to be a Christian means to be a follower of Christ. Bullinger in his lexicon says an adherent of Christ. You know, somebody adheres or sticks close to him. So, another thing about this, and back to the 11th chapter of the book of Acts, it says the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Well, this is very, a very simple thing, because all you've got to take is a dictionary or any kind of lexicon, look up the word disciple, and it just means a follower. Disciple and apostle are not the same words. Disciple means a follower. Apostle means one who is sent uh, as a messenger. But we are, uh, so to me, <clears throat> it says the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. That's wonderful. The followers of Jesus were called Christians uh, first at Antioch, which was kind of the, the second capital of the Christian religion, Jerusalem being first, and this uh, Antioch up the coast being second. So when you study this word disciple, which I think is, is very fruitful, it, it means a, a learner, a pupil, and more than this, a follower. One who follows the teacher and his teaching. We are in a different society than it was in, back in the old days. To be a disciple of Jesus meant you had to literally follow him because he was on the move all the time. So if you were a, a follower of Christ, you actually followed him around wherever he went. And other teachers like Plato and Aristotle and others had homes where they lived and the, the, their followers came there, but they still had to travel to come where they were. So to me, to say that 
a disciple as a Christian is a wonderful thing. We're a follower of Jesus. We follow the teacher. We follow his teaching. We're learners. We're pupils. None of us knows everything. I still study every day. I have to. I don't know it all. And I study every day. Individually, we must always be Bible students. We just can't, we can't quit. We can't stop studying and searching and learning more of the will of God. That's how we grow. That is our food. The food of the Christian is the Word of God through which we grow day by day. Another wonderful text is <clears throat> Acts 17.11 We're talking about the Bereans. They came uh, to Berea. It was a place. And, and this is Acts 17.10 And they went into the synagogue of the Jews and he found these more noble than those in the town of Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. I know all of you have heard me say many times and more than once, do not follow me. Do not take my word for it. Uh, search the scriptures to see if what I say is true. I would go so far as to say, as Paul said, be ye followers of me as I am of Christ. That is, wherever I follow Christ, that's okay, but don't just be blind followers. That's dangerous. A lot of people are led astray by teachers that they blindly follow. But we, we don't blindly follow. We're, we're Bible students. We're learners and pupils and studying and searching to see if these things are true. So we study to show for ourselves approved and then uh, I, one of, another important part of it is Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2 he said the things you've heard of me the same commit to others that they may pass it on to others also. There are four hands or I've counted them. You can count them. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2 I'm Paul you're Timothy <coughs> you're teaching others and they're teaching others so they're Four hands that it's going through. So that's an important part of being a Christian, is to pass it on. I enjoyed greatly the book I read on Constantine the Great. His mother, his wife, and his son became Christians before he did. He became a Roman emperor. The Roman emperor before him was killing the Christians. So these people became Christians in the fear of losing their lives. That would be a very difficult thing. I have to praise God every day that we are not yet called upon to give our lives unto death for being Christians. But people do some places in this world. But back then, and then in the early church, they killed, stoned Stephen for being a Christian. And others of the apostles were also killed. So it was a dangerous thing to be a Christian. So here, 
we see the need of being Bereans, searching the Scriptures daily. We need the seed of, need of studying. We need to <coughs> realize that we should pass it on and share it with others that they might have the, the joy and the comfort and the hope that we have. So we have to be a follower of a teacher, our teacher and his teaching. Jesus said, unless you follow me and forsake all, you cannot be my disciple. They had to literally follow him in order to be his disciples. Uh, we need to do as he did, to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. We need to realize that true Christianity does not do anybody harm, but only good. We are not Jim Joneses that give people cyanide and kill hundreds. We are those that the Word of God and the Christian religion does us good. We need to follow Jesus. He says He went about doing good. I think that is wonderful to, to be able to say that he went about doing good. At the same time as we follow his teachings, it is not enough that we say, Lord, Lord. In fact, Matthew 7 says that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of God. But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven, so, what I'm saying there is we're not just Christians in name. It's our occupation. It's our way of life. In church and out of church. In our work, in our play, in our families. This is our occupation. So the question is... Are we Christians? Are we followers? Are we pupils? Are we patterning our lives after the teacher, Jesus? Can this word be applied to us because of our acts and because of our doings? I'm asking myself that. You ask yourself that. It is demanding. Being a Christian is demanding. It's not, not something that's just easy or something to be flippant about or careless about. But it's, it's very profound, very deep, and very serious. I've heard this expressed before and I'll, <clears throat> I'll use it. If we were being tried in a court of law for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict us? I'll ask it again. If we were being tried in a court of law as a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict us? Are we really Christians is what I'm saying. I'll leave you with that. Thank you. <clears throat>